Everybody, welcome back and welcome in to a brand new episode of You Know the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America, and I am very excited to get my 10th podcast started. Very excited. I made it to 10. Um, <clears throat> I am slowly realizing that I'm going to be able to pump out a lot of podcasts. I got I haven't even scratched the surface of half the stuff I want to talk about. So whew, I'm getting like one facet. I'm like in the middle of like one term paper right now. Like the whole the whole big government new world order. Uh we need to develop ourselves. <clears throat> History is there for us to learn from, you know, all the things I've been talking about. Etc. 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 How many times do I say etc.? You guys are gonna start making fun of me because I say etc. all the time. Um, yeah. So, welcome back. Uh, come like the group Andrew for America Comedy and Commentary on Facebook private group. Send an invite. Um, send me an email if you want. Andrew for America nineteen eighty four at gmail dot com. Oh, look me up, Andrew for America, on the Twitter, on the Twitters. Um, and yeah, today we're gonna get right. Uh, we're gonna get right into it. Um, today I want to start with something that's a little bit sad. Uh, this is a very sad story, but uh, there are a lot of layers to it, and. Um, you know, it. Uh, I could talk about this video and and how much you know can be unpacked from this video. Um, well, soundbite for you, but you guys are gonna listen uh, to uh, a former. I think he's an army or marine officer uh, who recently committed suicide, sadly, and um, he decided to join the police force after he was out of the military. And he has some feelings about policing and what he is seeing from his fellow police officers. Um, and he talks about a lot of stuff, similar themes to what I've been trying to tell you guys about. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to warn you right now. Uh, it's, it's sad. This is a sad story. So, um, you know, but... But the point I'm trying to make by playing it for you and what I'm going to talk about afterwards uh, is important to me. Very important to me, especially being a fellow military veteran. And if you're a military veteran out there, I'm telling you, you we do not get the credit that we deserve. We don't. Uh, you can say thank you for your service a million times till you're blue in the face. But, you know, uh, an apology doesn't mean anything without changed behavior. And if you American people don't change your behavior and listen and heed our warnings... And take very, very seriously the things that I and many like me are trying to get through your heads. Then, you know, you're going to start seeing a lot more of this. Suicide's already a big, big problem with military people. And you know why? Because they feel like 
their own countrymen turned their back on them. They feel like they were lied to by their government, which they were. They feel betrayed. They feel like all that uh, loss of life was in vain. All the world wars. I mean, the Persian Gulf War alone was the most privatized, televised war probably in human history. It was normalized. War is normalized in America now. They put the war on the TV screen for all to see. You think they showed you everything? <laughs> no, you guys, you, you all saw a small piece. You guys all saw a small piece of what really was going on. Which is common, people. At this point, you get it. You get it. I've been talking about it since podcast one, episode one. A lot of military people feel very disillusioned, very upset. A lot of us are, are asking ourselves, you know, what, what was all of this for? You know, I mean, I know what the, the status quo and the culture was for me when I joined back in 1995, I believe it was. 96. I was on the delayed entry program for a year, so I actually signed the papers when I was 17 years old. People, no, I'm sorry, 16 years old. I had just turned 17 when I graduated from high school and I went to boot camp two months to the day that I graduated from high school. So, just to give you a little background on me and how real life became for me at an early age, how real world things I was exposed to at a very young age. And, you know, I never thought that my situation um, was that weird. I thought a lot of people that were 17, 18 year old kids growing up in rural Minnesota <clears throat> or rural anywhere for that matter, I didn't know anything about the world at the time, you know, but we all, we all, the reason, the reason why we all in my era joined are vastly different than why people are still joining today. And honestly, if you're a person who's thinking about joining the military or you're somebody who has just recently joined the military, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your reasons why. And if you tell me the post 9-11 GI Bill is the only reason, then here's my advice. If you join the military to get college money from the government like I did. I have some very, very good advice that you need to hear, and it's from my own experience, okay? Before you utilize that GI Bill, before you take government indebted money and use it to pursue an education, please have a vague idea of what you want to do with your life. I made the mistake of getting a bachelor's of arts degree in sociology, one of the liberal arts, like gender studies. And, you know, you know, I'm not going to list them all off. You guys know. Critical race theory. <laughs> oh, man. You know, the new brainwashing. <clears throat> and 
so so don't use that money and, and do what I did and go to school and get a stupid worthless degree that you, you're not going to use to get any type of real job in the real world when you graduate. I learned that the hard way. I was, uh, you know, I want to say stupid and ignorant, but really I was just not educated. And I didn't have anybody that ever came into my life and gave me more useful, more higher quality at, uh, information so that I could make better decisions for my use of what was then the Montgomery GI Bill. You guys get a lot more money now. The post 9-11 GI Bill, ho, ho, ho. You know what that is? That's bribery. That's paying you off to keep joining the military so that you can go and fight the wars for the big club. And a lot of you aren't going to like what I'm about to say. But as a veteran, my best advice to you young people is don't join the military. Don't do it. And here's why. Because the reasons why I joined the military were all, and they all, it all ended up to be bullshit. Bullshit. It was bullshit. I'm proud of my service. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad, I mean, it made me a man at a very early age by force. And <clears throat> I appreciate the skills and the mental toughness and the belief in myself that I developed while I was in the military. It was, it was not an easy r road. Uh, physically, uh, much easier physically than, say, the Marines in the Army or N Navy SEALs or Special Boat Unit or, you know, any of the more spe uh, specialized fields in the military. But <clears throat> it was not easy mentally. No military service, no branch is easily mentally. Maybe the Air Force, but I don't know. I don't really know enough about the Air Force to judge or to say anything on. I just know that every other service rips on the Air Force all the time. And I don't know if it's warranted or not. It's probably like the Marines ripping on the Navy all the time. I'm a squid. You're a jarhead, yada. You guys, you know, you guys know. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard it before. Uh, you know, for me personally, when someone says, hey, thank you for your service, I'm just like, shut up. Sh shut up. That's what goes through my head. That's not what you hear or see. I say thank you very much. You know, no, don't worry about it. You know, like I, I you kind of blow it off. You know, some egomaniac service members love that stuff. They just think you know they think they're owed it or something. Um, and maybe some of them are, depending on what they did. Maybe they are owed it. You know, to, we don't walk around with our service record and our ribbons on our chest all the time. So you know, you don't ever, you people, you civilians, you don't really know who you're talking to sometimes. You know, you might be talking to someone like me that just was in the military for four years and was, you know, a scope dope operations specialist, nobody. But there are people out there that have done serious things and participated in achieving very serious, important things that deserve, demand our respect, your respect, my respect. You know, it's not an easy life. And the sacrifices that the families of family of uh, military uh, service members uh, have to make, they're just as much uh, service members as the active duty and the reservists, in my opinion. Because they have to live through the mental anguish and toughness. They have to live through what we're going through. They have to live through the separation from their family, the missing important events. Um Puts a lot of strain on relationships and marriages. I don't even know how. You know, I remember being single and young in the military. And I remember seeing guys coming back from deployment 
that, you know, the first time they ever saw their, their new, their unborn or newborn son or daughter, not unborn, newborn son or daughter was when they returned from deployment. Like they weren't even able to be there for the birth of their children. I mean, the sacrifices that people make in the military to do what we do, you guys, you, you, some of you civilian people just, you will never understand. And, and when you talk shit about the military, and when you say that we're horrible, terrible people that are just going around the world trying to smash faces in and take over, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no frame of reference, and it makes me sick when I hear you people run your mouths. It's gross. It's disgusting. You enjoy a freedom that you are allowed to criticize because of what we have done for you. So keep your mouths shut and show some respect to people that served in our military. And don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Have some self-respect. Have some knowledge that makes you say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to show respect. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Otherwise, you're just part of the people that are destroying the incentive of the ambitious. You're the devil. We've been over this before. You people are evil. Evil. You're evil people. You progressives you progressives, and you lefties don't like hearing that, do you? I bet you don't. But you know what? You're evil. You are evil. And I want you to take that to your grave. If you claim to be one of these Trotskyite, Marxist, Leninist, Communist, whether underground 1960s, willing to bomb places in the United States, even though your parents are rich, wealthy, very well-to-do, you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth, and you have the audacity to talk shit to the military, you have the audacity to blow up your own country in the name of Marxist-Leninist idealism, or ideals, rather. It's, it's so disgusting and pathetic. It just makes me sick. You people make me sick. The Bill Ayerses of the world, you know who Bill Ayers is? You guys ever heard of the Weather Underground? Any of their ilk. If we were back in the wild, wild west, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. You know what? If the revolution ever comes, you're the people that are dying first. <laughs> in my humble opinion. I digress. You know what? You guys can spin that however you want to. You don't like that I said it? I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. I serve my country honorably so I can actually have an opinion on the subject. Thank you very much. Okay, now that I got that off my chest, let's play this clip. And, you know, like I said, this is sad, guys. This is going to be sad. But you need to hear it. Some of you people really need to hear this stuff. You really do. Okay, it's uh, January 31st, a little bit after 1.30. Hours before Deputy Clyde Kerr III filmed this video's suicide note. I was uh, kind of hoping to see the Super Bowl. He would take his own life in front of the Lafayette Sheriff's Department. 
It was the end of his shift, the last day on the job after working with the department for 30 years. Kurt was in the military and spent time in Afghanistan and Iraq. I served with a full heart in the military. After that, got back into law enforcement. He was a hero to the students at the local school where he served as a resource officer. Listen, y'all entrust me to safeguard your little ones, your small ones. Your thing that's most precious to y'all, and I did that well. He loved his job and he loved serving his country and his community. Loved my job. Loved it. Loved every aspect of it. Finally found something I could call my own and made it my own. But he could no longer stay quiet about the injustice he saw within law enforcement. This killing that's going on, especially by the police, which I am, I can't abide by this no more. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having anything to do with this nonsense anymore. He reached, his, he reached his tipping point and denounced the thin blue line of silence. No, this is a very big deal to me. This is a tipping point. And just to continue to think that we can just do what we've been doing and just hit the status quo like that and people, no, no, no whatsoever. This is wrong. It needs to be resisted against. And you have an obligation and a, du a duty to do that. Duty. Because if not, you're complacent. As in, I would be complacent if I continue just doing what I am doing and not saying anything. I've tried to bring things to people's attention, little small things, but you know, it's a system. And I'm a small cog in this whole big machine. So all this, this code of blue solid, no, sorry. I, uh, I'm gonna be on the right side of this one. He goes on to address the lack of political accountability, its consequences, and victims of police violence. And you're getting away with it. When is enough gonna be enough for people? Huh? Seriously. Seriously. Y'all are radicalizing people, and then when you they buck and they wanna go against the system because it's not for them, you come down on them with a hammer. Let's go down on this. Both of them? Shot in his own park. How that work? How does that work? Chilling on his couch. I don't give a damn if he had weed in the apartment. You're going to execute somebody for that? Oh, no, y'all are good for that. You, you, you break up families for a plant, this war on drugs and this nonsense. But, oh, now it's starting to get legal because big pharmaceutical companies stand to make billions off of it and they paid off the lobbyists who, in turn, have started ushering the way it needs to go for them. The countless people who are doing time behind that how do, you, how, do you, how do you even make amends for that? You can't. You can't. This... Floyd? George Floyd. Man. Brianna? Brianna Taylor. This shit's not right. I'm telling you it's not... I'm, it, 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 if, if this feels right to you as a person, then something is wrong with you. This is the furthest thing from right. He also addresses the political divide in America and the divide and conquer agenda. People are so busy calling themselves Republicans and Democrats, they don't even just be a decent person anymore. That is sad. There's more good people than bad. 
Y'all need to figure that shit out real quick because it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. And if y'all ain't got each other's back, then you're gonna continue to divide and conquer and just sow dissension and everything between people who are actually probably making me a good ally. At the, end of the, at the end of the video, he points out that some might think he is mentally unwell. And um, I would rather be considered crazy and whatever they were gonna say about me, oh, he was under the influence of something, I No, that is an easy cop out just to say that I am. Because that's, that will then allow a dialogue not to be started. It needs to be talked about. This is, this is insane, about to go off the rails. He suggests solutions such as regular mental health evaluations and more transparency within law enforcement. Listen, I understand we have a tough job, but we signed up for this. We need help. Help. Mental health and wellness, they definitely need that. Look, we need, I don't know how you're going to do it. We get one, one. People get one uh, psyche valve or just checkup. And that's in the hiring process. It needs to happen. It is in the stigma that is surrounded. It needs to um, be lifted too, because that is insane. We need help. People need help. It's okay to say you need help. Um, more transparency. I understand certain things can't be devolved, but the, the public doesn't trust us. We are losing the public's trust. We are losing the public's trust. We serve at the pleasure of the public. And his last words were haunting and inspiring. This is not protest against police brutality and everything else that comes along with it in this broken, wicked, worldly system that does not give a damn about people. I don't know what it cares about, but it don't care about us. It's truly dumb. It does not. It does not. So, I hope y'all do something with that. I know what I gotta do. Search your heart, find out what you gotta do. Everybody has a different role to play. This part, this one, this is mine. Deputy Clyde Kerr III, your words will not go unheard. Your life was not sacrificed in vain. And that's from Police the Police. Um, it's probably one of the saddest stories I've ever heard. This, this man's protest against, you know, all the things that he sees wrong with the system was to commit suicide after 30 plus, probably 40 almost years of service to his country and to his community. And not only did the system not give a crap, but the, the public clearly doesn't give a crap. Or else you're just a bunch of cowards. Because nobody has the balls to talk about this stuff. Nobody has the balls to get in the face of their elected officials and force them to make certain changes. You know, and the people that stormed the Capitol steps, you know, like I said before... I don't think there's a lot of philosophical roots in that. I think they they were just radicalized via social media, 
which I, you've, I've talked about many times, is very easy to do. But what about the real heroes that live in this country? What about the real people that have served honorably? What about the real people that have saved lives? What about the people that get up every morning, leave their wives or their husbands and their children, and go to a job where they could die at any second with the snap of a finger? Where is our help and gratitude and thank you and Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll even take some time to volunteer and maybe be able to help out because these people volunteer their lives for me every single day that they are breathing still. And a lot of you people take that for granted because it's there all the time and you think it's there all the time. You know, you're just like, eh, you know. That's just the way it is. Those people are always going to be there. Yeah, well, what if they're not? (laughs) What if one day those people aren't there? And what if the day comes where you have to police yourself? You have to police your family. You have to police your community. Because, like, what did he say in that video? We are losing the public's trust. That's kind of the story for 2020 that isn't COVID-related. The story of 2020 is police brutality, racial and otherwise. Yes, I know. The media wants to just shove the racism aspect of it down your throats as if that's the only part of it. And that's exactly why they do it, because they don't want people talking about the other part of it. They want you just talking about the racism. They don't want you talking about the systemic problems, the systematic uh same old, same old status quo that happens every day in institute in the institution. It's an institutional problem is what this man was saying. Clyde Kerr took his life. It was his protest against police brutality. I will not participate in this institution anymore because he disagreed. You know, it kind of reminds me of when Ronald Reagan said, you know, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. Sooner or later, people that are moral, upright, you know, God-fearing, just, decent, pragmatic, uh, people that use their reason because they have the, the best intentions of the whole in mind with every decision that they make. It's how they live their lives. More of you should aspire to be that. More of you should find the courage, have the balls. Swallow your pride. Check your ego. Give thanks. Desire to be a part of something bigger than yourself. You will find so much more joy in this life if you do that. Otherwise, it's all ego, hate, jealousy, resentment. I'm the best. You're the worst. I should get whatever I want. You should all bow at my feet. Screw the middle. Screw cooperation. Let's just be radicalized, fundamentalists, lefties or righties. And let's just fight. If that's really what you guys want, 
Let's do it. Let's fight. Let's fight it out. You want a civil war? <laughs> Is that really what you want? I mean, that's what's coming, people. It's a small part of the big plan. Divide and conquer. If you follow me on social media, you know that I talk about the divide and conquer agenda at length all the time. It's probably annoying. And a lot of you who follow me on social media probably can't believe that I got to episode 10 before I even brought up divide and conquer. Because this is a this is an area, <laughs> people, this is an area of expertise for me. <laughs> a lot of the stuff I've talked about thus far on this podcast has been stuff that I've read about, stuff that I kind of know about, you know, stuff that's, you know, very general, philosophical, you know, base level for, for people like me. Um, and that's not my ego talking. That's just reality. There are people that are as educated as me out there walking around. There are people that have set foot on, you know, five, six other continents, have walked with, learned from the local people, learn the customs of many, many, many countries around the world, had experiences that were different than the American experience. And so many of those experiences over time, you put together like the Yelp reviews I was telling you guys about, and you find the common themes. And you know what I learned in my experiences traveling the world? I learned that we are all so much more similar than we are different. No matter what your color, the color of your skin is, no matter what your religion is, no matter what your sexual orientation is. None of that crap, base level identity politics garbage makes any difference. What matters is merit, value, worth, decency, the desire to find commonalities, pragmatism, realistic fixes to real not lied about or bullshitted like they're not their problems why don't we why don't more of us aspire to that why is there a cult of anti-intellectualism in this country why are you afraid of being smarter why You're just a bunch of fucking cowards. Pardon my French. A lot of you, you're just a yellow-bellied, no-backbone, little bitch coward that would sell out your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your best friend. You'll sell out anybody just to avoid having to face consequences. Having to face responsibility. Duty, honor, none of that means anything to you. You're the scum of the earth to me. People like you, you're the most disgusting parts of the human condition. You exemplify the most disgusting parts of human nature to me. 
the complete and utter lack of gratitude for people that are out there busting their ass, sacrificing themselves for the greater good so that you can be a little ignorant, insignificant, disrespectful, ungrateful little prick. And you deserve to get your ass kicked. You really do. You deserve, you know, a lot of you walking around acting like this, what I'm talking about right now, I really feel like that's what it is. No one ever whooped your ass in your lifetime. You somehow weaseled your way out of any having to face the reality of your entire life. And the only thing separating you from a de- being a decent person is that no one ever knocked you in your face when you started running your mouth. Maybe you need that. Maybe some of you just need to get punched in the face once. And maybe you'll be changed. Who knows? I don't know. You know, I don't know if Mike Tyson really said this, but I'm pretty sure I saw a meme at some point in time on the social medias where he was like, you know, social media gave you guys uh, all the platform. You know, now you forget uh, that, you know, you know, it gives you the ability to be disrespectful to someone without getting blasted in the face for it. Some of the conversations in the comment sections I see on social media, boy, if you if you people were having those conversations face to face, there'd be a lot of blood. There'd be a lot of teeth missing. <laughs> there'd be a lot higher murder rate in this country if you some of you were having those conversations face to face. So keep that in mind when you run your mouth. Because you never know when someone might just show up. You never know how crazy the person you're running your mouth to on social media really is. I'm just, you know, just telling you. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm just trying to be helpful. But hey, you know, back to, you know, you know, Deputy Clyde Kerr, man, rest in peace. And the reason why I'm talking about your story today, Clyde Kerr, if you're listening to this or if you're looking down from the heavens, is because that's what you asked for, man, and you deserve it. Thank you for your service to this country and to your community. Thank you. And thank you for giving your life and making the ultimate sacrifice so that others can learn and grow as individuals. I don't know what kind of person can can listen to a story like that and not give thanks and have gratitude and self-reflect. And, you know, if that story doesn't make you self-reflect about the kind of person you are, then maybe you are the devil incarnate. Maybe you are. Satan's little helpers. And maybe the world would be a better place without you. And if you want the Civil War, you know, sooner or later you shall have it. And we will see who laughs last. (laughs) Rest in peace, Deputy Clyde Kerr III. A lot of problems with the police department. In my humble opinion, they need to be paid more. And in my humble opinion, the military needs to be paid more. And in my humble opinion, those people should not have to give their lives because a government that treats them like dispensable, disposable heroes runs the show the way they've been running it ever since World War II and even before. We've been over all this stuff. It makes me sick to my stomach. 
that when I, you know when I hear stories like this and when I see that that there are people in this world that so easily disrespect people that have gone above and beyond on a level that is incomprehensible so that you can walk around being a little piece of shit in the United States of America. I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Um, So, yeah, we just listened to Clyde Kerr uh, and you just heard me uh, get kind of upset about people that are disrespectful and ungrateful to people that uh, sacrifice uh, themselves for the greater good uh, every day of their lives. And I really do feel that way. Uh, Everything I just said is absolutely true. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, everything, everything I said is, I just said is, I absolutely uh, believe that. And I think is, you know, it needs to be said more often, man, Uh, people, it really does. Like, I'm talking to myself right now. I feel like I I just, I feel like I should be in front of the world saying this, but, um, but anyway, Clyde Kerr, Clyde, that's, you know, his story is sad and enlightening you know and he's talking about a lot of the same stuff that i've been talking about and there's a lot of people that serve in the military that have very similar uh, outlooks on this country that than i do that i do um it's very common the way i feel and think is very common amongst people uh that served in the military so just keep that in mind when you start labeling people you know domestic terrorists and uh you know um you know QAnoners. I guess. <laughs> I mean, QAnon's a whole different thing. I mean, obviously it was a ridiculous uh, conspiracy theory, but that doesn't mean that conspiracies aren't happening, people. That was just a nice false front. QAnon was... <laughs> oh, man, you guys. That QAnon conspiracy was used so that you people could dismiss conspiracy theories altogether. They needed a scapegoat. They needed to tell you a story that they could use to ultimately uh, demonize the people that believed it and thought about that stuff in those you know, terms and that frame of reference. <clears throat> and then they, they pumped it out on the mainstream media and made you all look like fools. And then they used it to come after you and, oh, you know... All these people are going to be brought to justice, and now we got to be careful about the domestic terrorists. Well, you know what? Some of those people actually had real philosophical and real lived life experiences that makes them, you know, sympathetic to that mentality. Yes, the means and the method was wrong. I do not condone, nor do I, um, you know... And I denounce, I denounce, I uh, do not agree with the storming of the Capitol in the way that it was done. But I also think that it was kind of a by design event. It was kind of a portrayed made for TV movie, like a lot of stuff that you see on your stupid TV is. You guys ever seen the movie Wag the Dog? Go watch the movie Wag the Dog. They literally create a fake war and sell it to the American public via the media. And the entire country believes that they're at war and it's literally just a TV show. They filmed it all. Everyone that you see that is uh, in this country that's being attacked in this war in during, in, this is in the movie, in the movie Wag the Dog, 
They're all actors. Does that sound like uh, anything that you may have heard of in the recent real future? You ever heard of a crisis actor? You ever heard of how anytime the TV airs something that, oh, there's a school shooting here, or there's a this happened there, or, you know, I'm not saying that school shooting, none of it happened, and I'm not saying COVID's not real, like a lot of these idiots. But, you know, there is a middle ground between believing everything hook, line, and sinker, and being skeptical to the point where you're like, hmm, this part of the story is, is accurate, but this part of the story is not. This part of the story is garbage. So, you know, don't be stupid and don't believe the media narrative that every single person that uh, participated in the storming of the Capitol steps are QAnoners. First of all, that's incorrect. That's a lie. Some of them were, but not all of them. But the sentiment behind all of that was, you know, a, a, a deep-seated disgust with what our government is doing. And what did KGB guy say? Remember KGB guy? He said that the only way that anything's going to change is if if patriots forcibly make the United States government change their policies. So in order to prevent a real uprising and a real organized effort by Americans to go and force their government to do anything, do you know what they did? They created QAnon. <laughs> so and and they and it's like controlled conflict theory. They control both sides. They control the George Soros, Soros Black Lives Matter uh, left-winger movement. Uh, and they control the QAnon, uh, you know, beer-drinking, red-blooded American, probably Republican uh, side. So they pitted the two sides together, divide and conquer, so that they could control the outcome. What was the outcome? We're living it, people. Reduced freedom. Pretty soon you're going to need a vaccine by force. If you don't get it, you won't travel. Might not even be able to leave your state sometimes. Can't get into concerts. Can't live anything resembling a social life anymore. They got you by the balls, people. (laughs) This is what the government does. I don't understand how you people don't see this yet. If you've lived, if you, if you were alive and you understood what was happening in this world when 9-11 happened and your opinion of the before and after isn't vastly different to this day, I don't know what the hell you guys are paying attention to. What are you doing? You're walking through life with blinders on, having tunnel vision. It's like you're only seeing, you know, two colors of the spectrum. It, oh man, it's just, it is just crazy to me that you people don't see how the government just plays you like a fiddle with that media and with that TV and with the mind manipulation, the thought manufacturers, manufacturing consent. That's Noam Chomsky. I haven't even talked about Chomsky on this podcast yet, but I'll, I'll probably talk about him at some point in the future too. Uh, right now, I want to play a little part by George Carlin. And uh, George Carlin's going to come back in my uh, podcast uh, and make a visit repeatedly, probably. Uh, This is a bit where it says, um, George Carlin talks about our similarities and our differences. But what he's really saying is he's explaining the divide and conquer agenda to you people. Without you even realizing it. He's explaining how they 
divide us up into little groups so that they can control us very easily. Here we go, people. Welcome back to the Politics and Podcast, the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. God, I cannot say that three times fast to save my life. Welcome back, people, to the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast from the afterlife, Mr. George Carlin. On the Divide and Conquer Agenda. Now, to balance the scale, I'd like to talk about some things that bring us together. Things that point out our similarities instead of our differences. Because that's all you ever hear about in this country, is our differences. That's all the media and the politicians are ever talking about, the things that separate us. Things that make us different from one another. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. They try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money fairly simple thing happens to work. You know anything different, that's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality, anything you can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country? The upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there, just to scare the shit out of the middle class. Keep them showing up at those jobs. So, so stirring up the shit is something I like to do from time to time, but I also like to know that I can come back to these little things we have in common, little universal moments that we share separately, the things that make us the same. They're so small we hardly ever talk about them. Did you ever look at your watch? And then you don't know what time it is. And you have to look again. And you still don't know the time. So you look a third time and somebody says, what time is it? You say, I don't know. Did you ever notice how sometimes all day Wednesday, you keep thinking it's Thursday. And it happens over and over all day long. And then the next day, you're all right again. Did you ever find yourself standing in one of the rooms in your house and you can't remember why you went in there? And two words float across your mind, Alzheimer's disease. You ever been talking to yourself and somebody comes in the room and you have to make believe you were singing? And you hope to God the other person really believes there's a song called What Does She Think I Am? Some Kind of Putz? <laughs> Little experiences we've all had. You ever been sitting in a railroad train in a station and there's another train sitting right next to you and one of them starts to move and you can't tell which one it is? when you're out on a small boat on a windy day you ever been out rocking back and forth for three or four hours trying to keep your balance rough seas little boat then you get back into the shore and you're standing on the dock and you can swear there was something inside of you that was still out there rocking did you ever try to pick up a suitcase you thought was full but it wasn't and you go and for just a split second you feel really strong how about when you're looking through a chain link fence 
Do you ever notice if you're just the right distance from a chain link fence, sometimes it seems to go What is that? How do they do that? Do you ever try to tell somebody they have a little bit of dirt on their face? You can never get them to rub the right spot, can you? Say, you got a little bit of dirt right here. They always go, we're here! He's pointing on the other side of his face. And you just want to slap the bastard. Alright, so the reason why I played that clip is because, you know, it's really funny. Like, George Carlin was great at talking about, you know, the human condition. And talking about the things that, you know, we all share. You know? I mean, we can all we can all relate to all that stuff he just said. But before that, I wanted you to hear what he said that all the government uh, and the media are ever talking about are the things that separate us. Why? Why do you think that is? It's because of divide and conquer. They want us to be fighting each other. Why do you think racism is such a thing just shoved down our throats, in our faces, all the time at length because that is media manipulation people they want you to focus on it they want you to say to yourself this is a really really big deal and i'm not trying to undercut its importance i know being not being racist is a very important thing and if you're a feeble-minded person the only, the only people that I've ever met in my life that are real, truly racist are the stupidest people I've ever known. The dumbest people I've ever talked to. <laughs> Why are we concerned with those dipshits so much in the media? And why does... Why does... Why do we allow the media to build it up to such a level that now... It's like Charles Manson's dream come true. You know, Charles Manson, crazy-ass Charlie Manson, said back in the day that he prophesied there's going to be a race war, white versus black in the future. He might even tell you that some people in the CIA were trying to make that happen. <laughs> you know, don't let your spy movies and your 007s and your Mission Impossibles fool you people. That is propaganda. That is media manipulation. They want you to think that the intelligence community, the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, are, are benevolent heroes. Why do they get to be the heroes in all of our movies and TV shows? Because that's what they want you to think. They don't ever want you to question their motives. They don't ever want you to question their actions. It's all by design. Divide and conquer. It is a method of control as old as time immemorial. This 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 has been <laughs> this has been used so many times throughout history to control populations, and to keep status quo of the ruling elite in place. I know, I know. All this is kind of hard to take sometimes. I know, I understand. I get it. 
I, I know how you feel. It's not, none of this stuff is fun. And that's why all of you run away from it. That's why I keep asking you people to find the courage because, you know, 90% of you are cowards. You're, you're adults by age, but you're children by brain. <laughs> you know, and I told you in a previous episode, you don't get to be that. You don't get to make fruitful use of your freedom if you don't develop yourself. This is going to be a common theme in my podcast. And you don't get to be mentally 19 and stupid and ignorant your entire life. I'm sorry. If you want to live in a free society, you don't get to do that. I'm sorry. You have to get better. You have to get more mature, period. If you want to be a stupid idiot your entire life, go move to a socialist communist country. Go. Go do it. Tell me what you think. Report back. Shoot me an email. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your experiences. Can't wait to hear it. (laughs) Uh. What did KGB guy say? He said, you know, America's the last country of freedom and opportunity in this world. Once we're gone, people, I'm telling you, you people don't realize. You progressive lefty social justice warrior types, you are going to be the people that KGB guy was talking about. You're going to be the people that helped destabilize the nation with your Marxist-Leninist bullshit propaganda. And then once... They don't have, the big party doesn't have any use for you anymore. They're going to line you up against the wall and shoot you. And you know what? Good riddance to bad rubbish, in my humble opinion. Maybe the world would be a better place without you stupid idiots running around, running your mouth, crying at your PTA meetings. Oh, God. Equal rights. No, we already have equal rights. We already have equal rights. Sorry. Just because the police state, the police departments are inherently, systemically, historically racist and the problems are institutional. I know that racists still exist out there, people, but you're going to have a really hard time convincing me that it is on such a grand scale that we need to have the government step in and force us to be not racist? Is that what the goal is? How are you going to do that? That's clearly not their real plan. Because if it was, uh, there'd be martial law in the streets right now. Their real plan is what KGB guy said. Slow. Undiscoverable. Under your noses. Uh, I forget which one of the fa- founding fathers said it, but said it. But I say it all the time: slow usurpations over time, little piece by piece, introducing L- one little thing here, TSA, one little thing here, um, universal database for, uh, you know, what did the Patriot do? It it created a, you know, I don't know if it was AI or blockchain or what it was, but all the intelligence communities. All the intelligence communities put all their information together. And I mean, it's a way more sophisticated, you know, apparatus now. Maybe it's good, maybe it's not. But the, the point is, is that it doesn't matter if you do good or evil in this world. It can be used against you, regardless of what team you think you're on. So, sorry to tell you. But that was George Carlin, people. George Carlin wanted to, I mean, he was just explaining to you 
pretty much the divide and conquer agenda. And then he ended with all those little things that we all have in common. And I think it's hilarious. And I really like that bit because, you know, we are all the same people. We are so much more similar than we are different. We all want the same thing so much more than people realize. And the only thing keeping you from knowing that is your TV. Fact. Ah, oh, man. I'm going to play you guys another clip. Um, this one is a little bit crazy. The guy that the guy in this clip is very articulate. He's a very fast talker. I don't know if when he filmed this video, uh, he just like did a line of cocaine or meth or something, or if he just has maybe, um, you know, something character, some characteristic about him that is kind of goofy. I don't know. If you saw the video, you would know what I mean. But uh, you guys are just going to listen to him. And I want you to, you know, be open-minded. Uh, this guy's going to go over a lot of information, and it's going to sound crazy to you. But there's a lot of truth, <laughs> I hate to say it, in what this guy is saying. And there's a lot to unpack here because of how fast he talks. But I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it. Um, I think I posted this in my the private group, uh, Andrew for America Comedy and Commentary. Um, and I think I said, man, I love this man. He's my inner monologue. Because a lot of the stuff this guy says, I probably couldn't say it better myself. So here we are. Take a listen to this. Back in the 1900s when the Rockefeller Foundation decided that they needed to fund the public school to prison pipeline. Why? Because the best way to control people is first control the minds of the children. Fill their minds with fictitious nonsense so by the time they reach adulthood, they can then pass that on to their children. Then this cycle becomes generational. They decided that wasn't enough, so in the 1940s and 50s, they implemented Operation Paperclip and Operation Mockingbird. Bringing neo-Nazi scientists and psychologists into the country, giving them sanctuary and citizenship, and allowing them to infiltrate government and media. Why? Because these neo-Nazi scientists had mastered the art of propaganda and deception. Matter of fact, they ran one of the greatest propaganda and deception campaigns that Germany had ever seen. The U.S. deep state and shadow government knew that in order to maintain control over the U.S. population, they needed to implement propaganda and deception and minimize free thought at all costs. So they infiltrated two main sources of the U.S. population's information, U.S. News and Hollyweird. So now whatever Dan Rather, Walter Conkright, or any other news outlet tells you, that has to be your truth. Whatever actor or actress gets in front of the mic and tells you, that has to be the truth. One of the greatest brainwashing techniques the world has ever seen, tell, lie, vision, or the one-eyed devil which contains mind manipulation, sorcery, and hypnotism. So now when you see a crisis actor get shot on TV, well, it has to be real. Why? Because the media told you it is. The media told you that that person died. I mean, whatever CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, ABC, CBS, NBC says, it has to be real, right? Nah. Us critical thinkers realize that that one-eyed devil, that tell, lie, vision, is actually symbolic of the dog that leads the sheep. And since most sheep have been trained to rely on the media instead of practicing critical thinking and doing research themselves, 
they'll never know that what I'm saying right now is true. Just keep in mind that whenever you rely on your enemy to save you, historically, that rarely works in your favor. Rarely. But then again, most of you have been brainwashed into believing that you have no enemy. Therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem. I love that guy. I love that guy. Pause this podcast. Rewind it. Listen to it again. Um... I don't know where this clip came from. This one I actually pulled from uh, a friend of mine who posted it in our group. So I don't know where he got it from. So I don't know where it is on YouTube. But, uh, you know, rewind this podcast. Listen to it again. I mean, the guy just summed up literally everything I'm trying to get across to you people. We are walking amongst you, my fellow Americans. People like Clyde Kerr. People like this gentleman that you just heard speak. Veterans. Active duty. Police officers. Some of us are good. Decent. Knowledgeable. You know. People. I mean... If there's anyone in a society that should be looked up to, it's the people that sacrifice for you every day. Every day. They put their lives on the line to keep the glory going. The glory of America. The glory of whatever God they pray to. The glory of the human condition. Why don't we thank these people more? Why are they not paid more than anybody in this world? You know why? Because money corrupts. Lord Acton, power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. And you can't give the good a whole bunch of money, people. You know why teachers don't get paid very well? Because their job, they do it from the heart. It's who they are. People that serve in the military, a lot of them, it's who they are. They believe in their country. It's not about the money. Same thing, I bet the same thing can be said for police officers. Now, do people stray from that mentality and go do devilish things so that they can get the payoff? Of course. Happens all the time. Happens more often than not. I live in Minneapolis. I I drove through ground zero of the George Floyd uh, situation and everything that ensued afterwards. The violence. I mean, I, I have pictures of, of, you know, apartment buildings that were above businesses that were boarded up. And these people had to spray paint on the boards, please don't burn, people live upstairs. And you know, and you know the people that did all that stuff were funded by the big club, people. Sorry to tell you. I know, this doesn't sound like the the media narrative that you've been spoon-fed, does it? Yeah, I I sound like a conspiracy theorist, don't I? Yeah, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I sound like a big... You've probably already labeled me, oh, this guy's crazy. He's a crazy conspiracy theorist. He's just playing conspiracy theory on his podcast. You people... Pardon my French. I'm going to swear a lot in this one. You people are fucking stupid. You people are the stupidest fucking morons I've ever seen in or heard in my entire life 
and the world would be a better place without you. I'm going to go take a break, and when I come back, we're going to play some punk rock, and we're going to have some fun. We're going to turn up the optimism. And I'm not going to talk about this stuff anymore. Divide and conquer is something that I could talk about for weeks. But it's also the topic that makes me the most upset. <laughs> so I'm going to put a fork in it for today. I think uh, I've got my point across. And I just hope you people can find it in your hearts, in your heart of hearts at some point in your lives to give thanks to the people that sacrifice for you. Because you're a piece of shit human being if you don't. In my humble opinion. I'll be right back. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to take a break, people. I'm just going to end the show right there. Uh, today, that's it for today. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And the divide and conquer agenda, people. It's a real thing. It's not conspiracy theory. And I highly recommend we all learn about it sooner rather than later. I love you guys. Good night. We'll see you next time.